For our weekly report from Europe, we have Mario Economo, uh, who is a banker, was a banker in uh, London, uh, Zurich, and New York, the, and uh, with large money center banks. Mario, tell us what's going on in Europe. Yes, yeah, so good morning, Cats Roundtable. There is something that's interesting this week. Uh, it looks like there is a company that's called Intercontinental Exchange, and it will actually be opening a parallel natural gas market in London, which will allow the traders to cope with any potential disruptions caused by the EU's new rules uh, to prevent extreme uh, price swings. If you recall, the EU has put a price cap on natural gas. So this parallel exchange is going to be set up to essentially provide a, uh, a market for people that are going to look to uh, not to comply with the uh, EU blocks regulation. Uh, this is interesting, and it goes to show us shows us that uh, no matter what governments or countries say, people and markets will always find a workaround uh, against uh, limits or measures that are imposed in order to allow people to trade outside of certain uh, structures. Uh, that's one thing that's very interesting that's happening in Europe. But, of course, the big news in Europe has to do with the Ukraine, and it has to do with the discussion specifically in Germany about whether or not they're going to provide tanks to the Ukrainians. Uh, this is showing a uh, rather large split in the government in Germany with the Greens adamant about wanting to provide tanks and the Social Democrats, who's essentially the party the chancellor's from, very reluctant to do so. As of right now, it looks like they will. But the numbers that are being discussed, uh, Mr. Katsimatidis, are a joke. We're, we're talking about 14 tanks from Britain, uh, 31 from the U.S., and 14 from Germany. Uh, Poland will also be sending some tanks. Uh, if you total these number of tanks up, the number is so ridiculously low that uh, to think that these would even uh, pro uh, provide any type of a threat to the Russians is absurd. I think the reason that these tanks are being provided, uh, and because, because we are recording before Sunday, by Sunday the numbers may increase a bit, but they won't increase substantially with respect to the number of tanks, I suspect why these tanks are being provided is not to provide a deterrent to the Russians, because the reality is the Russians will take these tanks out very quickly, uh, but to show uh, the EU and NATO that NATO c remains committed to helping the Ukraine, as does the EU and the U.S. When Russia has 5,000 tanks, 100 tanks, um, I'm not sure it's going to make a big difference, but, you know, I pray for people. Uh, yes. Mario, on the economic front, the Fed is going to make a decision on raising rates again next week. How is the economy going in Europe? Okay, so the uh, European Central Bank is actually saying they will also be increasing rates. They're going to continue to be substantially more hawkish with respect to increasing rates than the U.S. Federal Reserve is. Inflation continues to be a serious problem in Europe. We know here in, in America uh, the numbers are much better than they were last year. However, in Europe, food inflation continues to be a very, very real problem. And we now know that once China... Uh, which has opened once again, uh, people start moving around and start consuming more crude uh, oil. Uh, that will essentially put pressure on uh, crude oil prices, and we expect gasoline prices to go up. That will also have an impact on further food inflation in Europe. Frankly, I don't know how the Europeans are going to get a handle on the food inflation situation. Uh, I suspect that's with us in Europe for the rest of this year and perhaps even into next year. Well, what other things are going on? Uh, 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 the, the country of Turkey, 
Are they on our side or are they not on our side? What, what's your gut feeling? Well, I think the way to answer that is the way you've answered it in the past. What day of the week is it? Sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. The reality is Turkey will do what's good for Turkey, uh, and uh, President Erdogan will do what's right for him and his uh, party. They will have an election in mid-May. There will be some belligerent uh, uh, talk with respect to Greece uh, leading up to that. Interestingly enough, it looks like Greece itself will be having its own election somewhere between April and May as well. So the rhetoric on both sides will probably go up. I don't anticipate there will be any altercation. Of course, at the end of the day, if there is, it will be up to the U.S. to make sure it lasts literally for a few hours at best, because it's not in America's interest to have two members of NATO in its southeastern flank fighting while the war rages in the Ukraine. America is supposed to give Turkey those F-16s. You think it's going to happen? So uh, it's what I said last week. I believe America uh, will play the long game, and it knows its interests lie in keeping Turkey within the NATO alliance and within the Western world. So at some point, the U.S. will. That doesn't mean it will blindly give F-16s, modern F-16s, to Turkey. It will impose conditions on when those uh, planes can be delivered and how they can be used. But I think in the long term, yes, America will give the F-16s to Turkey. And the reality is everybody, inclusive of the Greeks, of which I am a Greek, need to realize that it's better to have Turkey in NATO and on our side than actually on the other side with Russian equipment and Russian uh, warplanes. What else would you like to report to all America? Well, I'd like to uh, raise an issue which I find deeply offensive as a Christian uh, Greek Orthodox, and that is the burning of Ukrainian Orthodox church churches in the Donbass. Uh, several churches, if you recall, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church broke away from the Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, several Ukrainian Orthodox churches in the Donbass have said, however, they would like to remain under the Russian Patriarchate. Uh, as a result, uh, many Ukrainians have gone out and they've started burning these churches. And I find it deeply offensive that apart from the fact this is not being reported anywhere in the media to the extent that it should be, that nobody in the Christian Orthodox world is actually standing up and saying that this is unacceptable behavior by the Ukrainians, notwithstanding the fact that they uh, believe that those Ukrainian Orthodox churches should fall under the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. We have time for one more item. I just think that we need to realistically sit down and speak to the Russians. I don't think that the situation, you know, the Russians have said that if these tanks that are sent start using what are called depleted uranium shells, the Russians will deem this to be a nuclear exchange and they will respond accordingly. So obviously this is escalating to levels which is one which are once again bringing us back to the brink of a potential nuclear exchange. I think it's time, and we keep saying this every week, and maybe somebody somewhere will actually listen to us, that we need to sit down and we need to speak to the Russians. And for those people out there who believe that Putin is the problem, and if we get rid of President Putin, the situation will resolve itself, they don't seem to understand the hardliners that are around President Putin will be much more difficult and much more dangerous for us in the West than President Putin is. So it's time to get real and to sit down and to speak to the Russians, reach a conclusion with respect to this war, and figure out how everybody everywhere is going to help rebuild the Ukraine, which has been completely devastated at this point. Understood and agreed. Thank you, Mario Konomo, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week.